welcome along to episode 15 of season 4 of the Three Amigos. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my amigos Mars and PJ and my amiga Kylie. Hello everyone. How we doing? Hello. Yeah, we all um, we all enjoying this um, fraud hall week, as we like to call it now, the um, otherwise known as the free hit week. Um, it's been a little bit of a car crash for you poor free hitters, but um, we'll come to that in a moment because, as always, we start with our brief game week review. Um, there was a lot of hope. I might come to you, Kylie, first on it. Of course, there was a lot of hope. Um, with with a free hit, it's always that shiny new toy. It's like the the best you can possibly create for just that one week. But um, tell the listeners a little bit about how it's going. And you're not going to be in the only you're the only one in this boat. Every free hitter seems to be in the same situation anyway. Yeah, and there's another person here who's in exactly the same situation because I'm representing Mars and myself, who both have same <laughs> eleven with in, the independently. Same. You did that independently too, yeah. We did not. We actually did not discuss it once until five minutes before the deadline. Yes. <laughs> When um, we each made a change, and then that change is basically yeah. what brought us. Um, so uh, tell tell us how the two of you got on, anyway, Kylie. It's it's not going great so far. Um, basically, we both captained De Bruyne. Uh, we both had Diaz, uh, so there was a, a clean sheet there. Gundy and KDB were like immune to points so that was quite frustrating in that match and you know let's not even talk about the how that match ended in the whole pen fiasco but uh yeah I mean th- there's not a lot of points to be had so far we've got Kane so that's good but, yeah. yeah I would say you've uh, non-free hitters probably I mean I, I I you know I was so close to not, not free hitting and then the change that I did actually in the last minute change was taking uh, biscuit out and bringing uh, size in for I don't even know why I always say don't do last minute changes but I did it and I obviously regret it but it's only five points so we move on um, yeah I mean listen we, yeah it's, it's alright for me just quickly the, 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 with the free hit uh, bringing Kane in it's has delivered if you like that okay. so I wanted to bring in Kane because everybody who was on free hit or not on free hit had him I didn't have him before the free hit um, so yeah, uh, happy days. The, the main players that I never had will come tomorrow. So we'll see what happens with that. that now, PJ, do you see that there? That's a man who's look trying to look on the bright side of life. How about you bring <laughs> the tone down and bring the sh- shadow over the whole lot of us again now by telling us about how your free hit is going? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Um, I'm gonna do that later with my rant. Um, uh, for now, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I'm pretty. Pretty positive about my free hit. I think people look at it look at it wrong in the sense that um, you know they kind of want a high score um, and they think <laughs> you know we're not going to get a seventy or eighty point here, so it's a failure. But for me, the judgment of a free hit is what it was compared to the team that you had um, had you not played it. Um, and you know if you hadn't played a free hit this week and you were left with four or five players, you know you'd be on about ten or twelve points right now. Um, so far, very few, if any, of the kind of highly owned non free hitters have uh, have delivered you know Calvert-Lewin obviously kind of injured but you know if you look at the players who've kind of scored or, or got returned so far they've, they've not really been the highly owned um, kind of players so yeah we might only end up with kind of 40 or 50 or so points on our on our free hit but had we not you know we would have been in the early 20s so you know I don't see why that's any different to scoring 90 on a free hit when you might have scored 60 or 70 anyway so so for me, I'm OK. And just to echo Mars's point, the players I have brought in who I didn't have, Maguire returned, Rashford returned, Kane returned. I've got Lacazette and Smith-Rowe as a 
slightly bizarre double Arsenal punt tomorrow. We'll, we'll see how that goes. So, yeah, so far, you know, no moaning here. No moaning here. Do you actually think you would have got to 20? Because my yeah, player yeah, yeah. Bruno and Martial, right? So, like, I'd, what's that, five points? You know? Yeah, Bruno. Song. Didn't you have Sterling as well, Kylie? Which would have been no, a minus. No, Mountain. Sterling yeah. gets yeah. the rant, but uh, no, I got rid of him uh, before the news dropped that City had a double game week, and I brought in, uh, you know, more leads. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have got closer to ten looking at uh, it now. Which, uh, yeah, but I yeah. Think, I think you guys know you're looking at it in the right way, um, and it's a very good point. It's comparing it to your old team. Um, Don the, is trying his best to stay calm. It's, yeah, it's no, it's it's no, that's that's the best way of looking at it. It's it is there. There be more of the people sitting who, there with his four than double digits. It's it's more <laughs> it's more the people yeah who were in my boat though who had say I had a full team planned but then the Fulham or the Aston Villa dropping out of the game week left me a little bit short and then also um Taylor and um who was Lamptey were um were red flagged as well and I wasn't sure on Taylor but they it was kind of one of those temptations and I had a brief conversation with Mars because it's one of them temptations where I was looking at it with say seven kind of players that I was thinking would probably start wasn't feeling too con- confident about Cancelo um, and it's kind of one of those, if I had gone for the free hit, I would be kicking myself because I'm currently on 37 with this game still going and with Son and Kane still going. And then I have um, holding tomorrow. Um, You're welcome, Don. You're it, no, it, it, it worked out well, but they're the only people really who should be, I guess, kicking themselves a bit is if they had a reasonable bunch of players. Because as you mentioned, PJ, there's a lot, all the pretty much all the points have been scored by um, kind of players that probably, you know, a lot of you know they were the higher own players, and I had De Bruyne, I had um, Bruno, and so it would have been a rash decision. And I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, do I it. agree. I think you'd be disappointed if you're one of those players who had seven or eight, and you were like, mm, "Should I three hit?" No, yeah. but yeah, yeah this, definitely. Like myself and Kylie, you know, we mm. we'd gone all in on this kind of failed strategy, and we only had three or four anyway. Yeah, and exactly. yeah, you know, for me, it's worked out. And you know, it could be worse. We could have a. Uh, you know, we could have owned Raheem Sterling. So, you know. yeah. The free hit squads looked um, very sexy, I have to say, though. You know, when you look at the free hit teams, they always look beautiful because all the fixtures are all lined up nicely and you have all the massive hitters. And it, it's a bit um, scary when you're looking at it as an opponent. Um, but uh, PJ, can we kick on with, um, you might just give, I know that the game week is still ongoing, but are you going to give us a quick rundown on the update in our Classic League? Yeah, the current top five. So in fifth, Spot as it stands, we have XYZ, managed by Takahumi Harada. Number four, Up the Ox, Ben Wyatt, always in there. Number three, Uber Nom Goals. I just love saying that. Um, Less so uh, enthusiastic about his actual name of Kobe Asima. Once again, can only apologise how I pronounce that. Feel free to write into the show and tell us how to actually pronounce your name. Number two, Cruise Control, Matt Smith. And number one, back up there, the hot spores, uh, Roger Booth. Excellent. I love the way you say Roger Booth, PJ. I don't want Roger to drop out of the top five. I love, just... the na- I love the name Roger. Roger was on our shortlist if we'd had a boy, which probably, thankfully, we didn't. Mm. Um, just because I just think it's such a fun name to kind of say. And it's like, you can't, you can't hate a Roger. No, can you? you can't. Well, we have a little bit of a joke myself and Marzi that he always, he says to me, if I say something to him, he goes, he, he messages back saying Roger and I have to say Moore back to him. 
but um, if otherwise he'd be disappointed. Uh, the uh, PJ, I'll stick with you because um, Marzi normally this is his section of the show where he um, he kind of gets rid of some of his little bit of angst and gets some th- things off his chest. But um, I believe this week yourself and our lovely Kylie are going to take that segment because you need to. Yes, I think we do. So I'll start with the absolute farce of the FA Cup going ahead last week. We have, at this point, the most serious stretch of the pandemic to date. We have players and staff who, even if they didn't break the rules via a Carl Walker gangbang, were still allowed to expand their bubbles to help kill their grands on Christmas Day. Infections and positive cases have never been higher within the league. This is a point where it made sense to mess little with the main league infrastructure, respect the majority of TV money and sponsorship which clubs are beholden to, but above all, put player safety first and call in my opinion, a 10-day circuit breaker for the leagues and everyone to isolate. And yet, whilst Manchester City were allowed to call off a game without even the consent of the other club at a few hours' notice, Aston Villa had to field a team of children in the FA Cup against Liverpool, even though schools are fucking shut. And then we have Shrewsbury, aside from League One, riddled with COVID with a shut training ground, a club which has now already had to call off two fixtures due to their infection, yet have inexplicably had the actual Premier League schedule moved around to ensure that they can still fulfil a third round FA Cup fixture with Southampton. Flabbergasted. All of which brings us to now, where I will hand over to our Amiga, who, like me, now faces an apocalyptic wasteland of a double game week where once stood the land of milk and honey. Kylie, over to you. So eloquently put. uh, Yes, you've articulated all of the reasons why this is an absolute disaster zone leading up to this situation. For me, currently, I'm just a ball of frustration and rage, as many in this situation are, because the majority of our listeners, uh, they, they take FPL seriously. They plan. We look forward to these moments year on year when we have blanks and we have doubles and we can really get into the action. And particularly in a season like this, where the so-called casual is thriving and a lot of us, let's say, more practiced managers who would traditionally expect to perform a little bit better, are all drowning in the many, many millions, right? Now we've had this situation where that opportunity, where we've planned in advance, done all of the things that we need to do to be able to take, you know, take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and actually gain ground on everyone else, it's all gone up in air. And it's not even just one thing. Like every single implication from rescheduling has gone in favor of those who just rock up on the day five minutes before and flip a coin and go oh who's this guy yeah he'll do right that that's how it's working I mean in my mini league I am literally behind someone who has not changed her team in two months and as I was saying to the guys has Sice coming off the bench has Foden as she's now got Captain Kane her vice captain because Salah didn't play and they're about the only players she has in her team and I cannot get past her so the whole thing is we've said from early on okay you know we have to be a little bit careful about planning because we know the COVID situation but it's gone beyond now because there's genuinely like no point in planning anything it's all gone completely tits up and I mean the city dropping in and uh, it's just ridiculous I don't know how 
to gain at this point. You really can't plan too much, all right. Um, I mean, the uh, the planning has kind of gone out in terms of fixtures. Um, the you know, and, and as you said, that does kind of suit the more casual manager. But you know what? Um, I know other some people are more affected than others by the way that their teams are set up and how aggressively they hit this blank and double game week. But what we're going to provide anyway, our listeners, because a lot of them are going to be in the same boat as UK. Um, who will basically a little bit of optimism. How do we actually kind of get around this as best we can? Because at the end of the day, if you're an active manager and you're kind of making the kind of best decisions you can, at the end of the day, you will kind of get past Kay, that that um, girl in front of you who um, who keeps on getting jammy points off her bench. But uh, let's let's kick on with our round table. Um, so as I mentioned, it is of course the um, this interesting, shall we say, blank game week followed with what we hope will be a better double game week, even though that is at the moment still a little bit up in the air. Um, Marzi, um, I want you to give us a little bit of a rundown on what we do know in terms of the fixtures and what is also maybe rumoured to happen um, as mo- as best you can. Yeah, sure. So um, what we do know, so originally, obviously, we had uh, a full double game week. But now today, <clears throat> so far, we've had... Uh, uh, one game has been confirmed. So what uh, uh, PJ and uh, Carly were touching on is that uh, Southampton uh, FA Cup game is now going to go ahead, which means Southampton Leeds is being postponed and probably going to be played, uh, I read, somewhere in March. What this means to us is that, uh, unfortunately, Southampton and Leeds will not have a double. So now they will only have a single. Now, also, uh, just uh, now has been released that... Um, it looks like Villa Everton will also be postponed pending Premier League approval. Villa have requested uh, the game to be postponed, despite the fact that they moved it from Saturday to Sunday already. Uh, so this looks highly likely that it will change, which means Villa don't have a double and their, own, the other, their other game is against City. Now, for now, let's assume and let's assume it goes ahead. If it doesn't, the other scenario is City then don't have a double because City are playing Villa as one of their double. So the fact that they're playing City later on in the week might be uh, more likely for it to happen. Um, and then um, I was just uh, quickly uh, checking Ben uh, Krillin's uh, t- uh, timeline just to check if there's anything else. So what I touched on the last the, the, the two points. But the, the, the other one is there's still chance that Villa actually have a double game week. Uh, what he's saying is because one of their postponed home games could be rescheduled to game week 19. Basically, Aston Villa versus Newcastle is more likely to be moved to game week 19 than Aston Villa Tottenham. Um, either uh, Everton, Manchester. Yeah. So there is a chance with all this that Villa could still have a double game week. All what we hope for is that we know this information by Saturday. We're lucky that the game actually on Friday, the Fulham game, got moved to Saturday. So we have an extra day or an extra 12 hours. Um, or something like that. Um, but for now, what we know is Southampton and Leeds will not have a double uh, and Villa potentially don't have a double. That's what, as it stands right now. Yeah, if I could just cut in there quickly, uh, Marzi. I've, I've, I've got a question on this rescheduled um, kind of Villa kind of second fixture um, in the sense that it's my understanding we're not going to get confirmation of that. There's no way we can get confirmation of that pre-deadline. Because we won't know when, when the, you know, about that game being moved on a Sunday, you, you would think until at least kind of Friday, maybe kind of Thursday. So I can't see how on Saturday morning, having just postponed 
the fixture, bearing in mind that at that stage the City game will be up in the air, they're going to rearrange the Newcastle game to presumably the following weekend when all the FA Cup games are on. I think Ben's yeah. thinking that both Newcastle and Villa are out of the FA Cup. So yeah. I don't see how FPL can possibly keep that in game week 19. For me, they would have to put that in in game week 20 and move game week 20 forward. I can't, I can't see how they can add in a fixture after the deadline has passed. You know, it's not the same. People will say, oh, they did, you know, they've rearranged fixtures before. I, I don't think anyone could give an example where they've rearranged a new fixture into an active game week. The City uh, game uh, last season, the Spurs game a couple of seasons ago, both of those were cancelled within the existing game week and then rearranged within it. So whilst I agree with Ben completely that that fixture could very much be rearranged to next weekend, for me, it would be a Villa double in game week 20. You know, I don't know what your thoughts on that, but I just wanted to make that point. And actually, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if they've ever actually moved a deadline forward. So, um, you know, obviously we see when when fixtures are changed, they they move it back and so on. But um, I, I feel like that's why we always end up seeing it tagged into the prior game week because it's just easier for them to do that. They never seem inclined to actually bring a deadline forward. But I mean, maybe this they, they've never had cause to. Maybe well, but we'll it's never happened that. before. And the point was, yeah. pre-COVID, it took it took a lot longer period of time to move football matches, whereas yeah. now football matches can be moved very quickly because there's no crowds. There's no pleats. It's, it, it would be interesting to see how they adapt. Uh, I've not made any secret in my uh, criticism of them and the Premier League and the way they handle things. To me, no. this is so. This this game is seven million people. The advertising alone should be enough to pay for people like a Ben, somebody who can, pre, you know, do these things. And as for the Premier League, given clubs forty eight hours, when we've got people who are not that skilled, well, you'd imagine not as skilled as the people at the Premier League. The fact that Fulham are complaining that they did not know is shocking, absolutely shocking. It, but it doesn't surprise me. There is no proactiveness. There is no reactiveness anymore. Just we are we are the bosses, and you follow what we do. Um, but anyway, let's. Uh, so I agree with you, and I, the reason I see it could happen is because this game will be after game week 19. So instead of extending game week 19, they could bring game week 20 earlier. Um, let's see. But just before we move on, on uh, there's one one other top uh, thing that I want to say about what we know. Now, just to add to the fun of that is game week 19. We have a lot, a host of players that are still on, uh, that could be suspended mid game week. Uh, and this is because the cutoff for the game, uh, for the five yellow cards is actually 19 games, not, not a time. It's your team playing 19 games. So many of the teams haven't yet, like City, Villa, um, and all the, t- uh, uh, United. Th- those are the three. I say this because somebody like Bruno, if he gets booked against Liverpool, he can't play against Fulham. This we know for game week 19, which makes him not viable captain for a double. So it's just highlighting to people, go and check. But some of the players that I picked up, like Grealish, has got uh, four yellow cards. McGinn, four yellow, uh, four yellow cards. Uh, Click from Leeds, uh, four, four yellow cards. Fernandez is another one. If I looked uh, at defenders quickly, target from Villa. Shaw and Maguire from United. They could be in a lot of people's teams. They pick up a yellow in one of the biggest games of the season against Liverpool, and they will they will be missing it. Kyle Walker-Peters and Bertrand, they play for Sens. Now they don't have a dog anymore, but if they pick up a yellow, they'll be suspended. Um, and Divock Reed from, from Fulham, in case people are looking for a, uh, another cheap uh, guy, he's also on four yellows. So just highlighting things that we know 
that could even reduce the amount of double game weeks that you might have. That's all. Excellent roundup. Thanks a million, Mersey. Um, the Monkey and Kylie, I'm going to come to you first on this one. We got a bunch of questions in, of course, on the people who are in the same boat as yourselves in terms of planning on bench boosting in game week 19 and who have free hit it this week. Everything looked all lovely, but now the bench boost doesn't look quite as attractive. Morpheus Fire, our buddy Morph, was on about um, a bench boost question to do with, he said he spent six weeks setting it up. After likely postponements, he'll have nine doublers, six singlers, all starters. He's still wondering whether it's still worth the bench boost or if he just to change strategy um, and uh, go watch reruns of the 2008 Heathrow Marriott sex party with Monkey. He's let he's let a little bit of a cat out of the bag there, Monkey. But um, the next question we have is uh, who's the Baselli FPL Latics was asking a similar question in terms of what stage do you still bench boost? Um, he's been, and also is Cordova Reed worth a short term punt? He has the um, double, then Brighton, then West Brom the next two. So similar questions there, similar situations to you guys. Um, the bench boost was supposedly the holy grail where you were going to get a massive hole. But um, what what are your plans now? I'll come to you first, PJ. Just get rid of it and stop thinking about it. I don't know. Do you um, want? Uh, are you just going to? Are you going to scrap the idea of bench boost, or do um, you think it's still worthwhile? Probably I am because um, even though you know lead single fixture of Brighton at home is is quite good, in in, in fairness. Uh, but I, I, I don't think I'll end up playing a chip at all. Uh, I've gone from having 14 double game workers, double game weekers to eight. Um, so I can obviously easily make two or three transfers and get 11 double game weekers. I'll probably go in with 10 and probably keep one of the Leeds guys. Um, I'm conscious that Leeds have got decent fixtures afterwards. So I don't want to just get rid of them um, because they're obviously very attacking and they're very cheap. So I'm not just going to take out all my Leeds players. I'll, I'll bench Dallas. Um, uh, I might bench Rafina as well, and I'll probably play Bamford. Or you know, I might lose one of Bamford or Rafina. But uh, I, I, you know, it's it's difficult. I think if you've lucked out, if you're somehow still in a position whereby you have uh, twelve people um currently in your team who have a double game week um including and by 12 i mean you know kind of 11 and then the kind of two two keepers which i think is key because making a transfer of that extra keeper is, is never kind of really worth it i think then i think yeah take a minus four um you know get a get a bench boost and definitely play it i still think if you can get to that 13 14 players there is not going to be a better time this season to play a bench boost the ones later on in the season uh, again, according to the Fontable knowledge, Ben Crellin, are going to be much more difficult to navigate in terms of premiums and blanks than this one, where obviously we had this holy grail of, on paper, lots of very cheap kind of assets at Leeds, West Ham and Southampton to to kind of load up on. But I, w- I will probably not be doing that. I'll probably just be adjusting my team, getting a couple of City players and just kind of locking it down. Licking your wounds and going on. Um, Yeah, just going for it. And and I don't really want to use my triple captain. The reason for that is very simple, because Bruno Fernandes is on four yellows. Um, uh, So he's too risky a triple captain. Um, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, like you said, there's there's a chance that um, uh, um, obviously that that kind of game may well be, you know, may may well be called off. Um, Also, I think there's a chance he may well be you know kind of see reduced minutes particularly in that second match city have got a very quick turnaround only 48 hours uh, between the first match and the second match so i certainly think we'll see a lot of pep rotation Mm. in that so you know 
where does that leave me? It leaves you really with Salah or a completely wild punt, maybe on a kind of Chelsea player. I can't remember the last time Chelsea played a Premier League game. So um, Salah yeah. did Salah did look like a nice choice though. Going back a few weeks, the game week nineteen double for Salah looked good he because. Did. But currently, yeah. Liverpool's form, of course, isn't quite um, quite there, shall we say? And no. um, and of course, table topping Manchester United are um, are are not the easiest to fixture. I would fancy him. I wouldn't put it past him to score or score a couple, but it's not the easiest of fixtures. No, he'd probably be. I'll probably I'll probably captain him, and I'd probably recommend to anyone that he's probably the safest captain, obviously out there. But in terms of pulling out a triple, uh, it just doesn't. You know, it doesn't really. So I'd kind of think, well, I've used my free hit on what is becoming an increasingly more desperate game week, despite my early positivity, now shocked by that Fulham goal. Um, so, yeah, you know, we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if I pulled out a chip and I'll just take it up the chin and move on with it. Kylie, I don't know, what are you, you know? Yeah, uh, very similar and, and perhaps slightly worse position uh, than PJ, simply because, PJ wildcarded into um, in the run-up, so uh, had a you know while massively equally impacted um, from the the changing schedules. The the problem with me is that I didn't wildcard, so I was actually resolving bench issues in the build-up, and I kept having this recurring situation where I'd replace uh, you know single game weekers, and my new double game weekers kept getting injured. So it was like kind of trying to plug a constantly, you know, filling hole or empty hole or whatever that. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking about holes. That got weird. <laughs> I digress. Um, the, the point is, it was this constantly recurring saga. And so I've still got, I basically was going to all things going well and no more injuries. I was coming into this uh, double game week still with Kilman that I needed to change uh, and a question mark over Taylor because I decided to leave him there in the hopes that he'd suddenly be functioning. Um, so I had to resolve those. And then, of course, City drops in and I'd want to have City. So that was already looking a little bit precarious and I was starting to wonder whether I, in fact, did want to go the whole bench boost and commit to fixing those issues or try and optimise my eleven. It then obviously was further compounded because I think we probably all agree, those of us that were planning to bench boost, the loss of the Leeds-Southampton fixture is actually the most damaging one to lose because so many of us saw those two teams as the optimal ones to to fill our um, our bench with. Uh, I personally have five of them. Um, and I, I also have Martinez from Villa. So that's six gone, Kilman and uh, Taylor, question mark, and no City in my team. So bench boost is absolutely gone. Like PJ, I am not looking at the uh, triple captain. I understand the temptation, but I just think key candidates are, are too risky at the moment, and I'm not happy with the form of Salah enough to use a triple captain chip um, on So. I think I certainly am not going to get 11 double game weekers out. I will keep the likes of Bamford. I really want City. So, and, and City are expensive and I've spread my funds across my whole team. So I'm in a, a precarious situation and I, it's going to be weathering the storm. And I think that will be the case for many is do what you can, um, 
tweak where you can and maybe you know unless you are in still somehow in a really strong position for using the bench boost I just try and get through this and and hope that either a single or double game week presents itself to use those chips and maybe it's just not a season to rely as heavily on them just because of COVID. Another very quick side note this is the state of play at the moment look how quickly everything has changed what if another team suddenly has an outbreak this is not an implausible situation and we don't know who that is and it shakes things up again so you could think that you have 15 to play anyway and then all of a sudden you find that you don't um tomorrow because of more news yeah so it's risky yeah it is indeed um Marzi, um myself and yourself are pretty much in the same boat amigos fc um in terms of our team a couple of changes of course happened due to like uh that that caused you to go down the free hit route as opposed to staying with me on um on our little plan of action but the what what's your thoughts on villa me and you both kind of own um we both i own two villa i think you own three um what's your plan of action if villa maybe lose one game or both um what's your what's your thinking on them they have an awful lot of games banked up holy god if they don't if they don't get a couple of them out of the way this week um they're going to be playing when the when the bleeding european championships is on yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that's that's the problem um it's what to do. It's the, when do we know? You know. Uh, so yeah, I've got three plus two leads. No Southampton. So I've got five players. Um, I, I would have had eleven doubles. So m- many people that maybe did not wild card or were building up uh, in similar ways that got. Lo- we felt we got lucky with three hit uh, with with game week um, eighteen or, or um, uh, United playing and then Leeds and United dropping into the doubles or not, not United Leeds and Villa dropping into the doubles. We're like yes, get in. Because uh, we had their players, and then suddenly now it's out. Uh, but look, like the guy said, uh, um, with Leeds you, you, you keep them; they have a good fixture. But with Villa, it's uh, their only fixture. Then, then becomes um, City. I'm not really sure if I want to uh, keep them just for that. But afterwards, they do have good fixtures. And you know, again, looking at Ben's uh, timeline, they could have a, a double anytime because them and Newcastle are not in Europe and are not in uh, in the. F- uh, they're both out of the FA Cup. Right, you could have uh, a double in 23. You could have a double in 20, anytime. So part of me is just thinking, you know what? Just ride it. I don't. Who can I bring? I've already got the Bruno, Salah, KDB, uh, Son. Uh, although he's a single, I've got the big hitters. So who, who am I bringing in for a double? I could I could look at a at a mount for Grealish and and then reverse it later. Maybe I I need to think about it. I need, I'm I'm not going to do anything until last minute on Saturday to see what's happening, try and get as much information as possible. Uh, you know, the hope is the Premier League tells Villa, no, you have to play the Everton game on Sunday. Um, or we find out if they get another double or not. Uh, if not, then I have to make a decision and I probably will only sell one player. Uh, I'm happy with my team. I just have. To, I think I'm just going to have to get over the fact that, OK, I don't have 11 doubles, but it's not a double game anymore or it's not a big as big of a double game week as we think. And I've got the big players that are playing in the double, you know, the City... Um, uh, United, Liverpool. So I, I'm fine with that. I think I think that's how I'm going to try and approach it. Yeah, and no, I'm similar. Also, just, um, just very quickly on Villa. They, um, as far as I'm aware, they, they haven't released any information on who who has been infected. So you no, know, that's the other thing we don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No. Yeah, so it's kind of hard. To, it, it is very hard to get any information on, it and it's just it seems to be harder and harder. 
Um, the uh, that's as I was saying, there is my my plan similar. Um, to be honest, bench boost is always one of those ones that um that we it's kind of one of them overrated ships. At times, it can seem that way. Sometimes you're you're it takes it takes an awful lot of the attention. You're like planning to when to use it for a lot longer than than you sometimes need to do. Say with a triple captain, if you have a player that's on fire and all of a sudden there's a fixture appears like two game weeks down the road. Whereas with bench bench boost. We seem to always have to build it and build it and build it and build our strategy around it. Um, this game week still looks decent to me, but as as Mara said, I lose five. I think it is if um, if Villa and Leeds drop out, um, but it still could be an appealing one to go for, and then to and then basically just have to forget about that ship altogether. Um, but as Mara said, Saturday morning, no decisions will be made before then. Um, Marzi, can we um, can we bench boost in the future? You kind of went across that there. We had that written down on our schedule to do, but you kind of you yeah. boxed that off. Yeah, PJ also touched on it. It's just a quick one. It's there's a big double game, game week coming in 26, and there's a thought that you know if you wild card in 20, 24 or 25, you could build for a bench boost in 26, bench boost in 26. The problem that you have is moving from 26 to 29, which is the next big blank. You don't have enough time and potentially, with the way that cup draws are happening, the teams that are going to be in in 29 might not be the teams that you really, uh, players that you really want to bring in. Uh, it could be smaller teams. Uh, well, now we know one of Liverpool or United will be there, so that's, that's, that's good news. Um, um, but that's, that, that, and that's the problem. I, I still think, I think if I hold, the, I'm going to try and hold the wild card as long as, as, as much as I can, but I'm not scared of using it. And if I do, I'm going to try and make a team that, that I can then uh, get to, to a strong bench boost. It doesn't have to be 15. It could, you know, a strong one that I'm happy with and then release the players quickly. Uh, the later you leave it, the harder it is to get rid of it. Uh, but like you said, you know, and especially this season, uh, planning for 15 doublers, um, is going to be tricky because uh, Carly touched on it. Anytime there could be a postponement. I'm hoping that this is the Christmas, just like we had the international break madness. This is the Christmas madness, and later on things will calm down uh, yeah. and we'll have less postponements. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, and that'll mean obviously, which is the most imp- more important thing, is uh, less cases and less yeah. of it in the community and more normal, more normal, more not normality returning to life. Um, Marzi, we'll kick on with our listener questions as I think we've kind of uh, talked that bench boost and game week uh, 19 to death so um, listener questions give us these and we'll go over them on quick hits yeah sure so um, we touched already on Morpheus' question who's the Balotelli there was another part to his question which uh, we'll quickly touch on it is uh, the Corridova read or our mate, as our mate uh Dave called him decorator. Uh, worth a short-term punt. He has a double, then Birmingham, uh, then uh, sorry Brighton and West Brom. Kylie, do we think a Fulham player like the Kareeva Reed is worth the punt? And don't forget, he's got uh, four yellow cards, so one more, and he could be banned. No, I mean, how much is he? I know he's cheap. Five point two or five point four. Five point four, I think it is. Five point four. Okay, so we're we're already through the. The blank now, right? I, I still just think you've got Suchak from West Ham. You've got, I know that we we didn't get, we went Gundy, a few of us, uh, this week, and, and we didn't get the returns, but you saw the match, um, no doubt, and he absolutely he had chances. Um, 
So I, I do think that there are other players that still have a double and still have good fixtures around that are in and around that price uh, that I would prefer because they play for better teams um, and aren't currently at risk of, of getting a, a ban. So he's probably one I would just leave aside for the moment. Cool. Uh, oh, uh, Adrian, uh, at Adrian JP 15 I have some of the highly owned premiums in my team, Kane, Salah, Bruno, Son, Robo. If I want KDB from game week 19 onwards for his great run of fixtures, then how can I squeeze him in one free transfer? I think, um, Kylie, you touched on the fact that you don't have any City and a few of others. Yeah, he's in an identical situation to me. You basically, to get him in, you, you have to sell someone, and, and that is the, the challenge. To be honest, for me, when I looked at this question, the first name that popped up is Kane. Is look, I know his ownership is high, but I think you know again. Look today, he okay, he scored, yeah, but he's he's dispensable. If you want to bring uh, somebody like KDB in with a double, uh, Sheffield United have not have never been really hammered in a way, and they just on a high. So Spurs are playing Sheffield, but Sheffield United. But then even later on, I just think, um, especially he has Son, so you can you can cut down on on to cover all the big teams. Lose one of Kane or Son. Kane is the easier one because you can drop Kane to a, to a, like an Antonio, a double game week player, uh, and and upgrade um, Son to, to to a KDB or or one of your other midfielders um, that is uh, uh, like a, a cheap midfielder because he's got one, two, three, yeah. So he must have a cheap midfielder that you can bring up from uh, from selling Kane down by five million. So I yeah. think that's for me, Kane is the one. I would I would agree with you there. That's a sort of ready-made solution because you do have two Spurs players. In my situation, I don't have Kane. Um, yeah. I basically have Son, Salah, or Bruno that would have to go to to get. And, and even Son wouldn't get me there because I think of about two million in the bank. So I I basically would have to get rid of Salah or Bruno. Um, one is slightly off form. One maybe only has one game, <laughs> but is highly owned. Um, so it's kind of catch twenty two. There's not really a winning. Solution. Yeah, DJ. Uh, anything from your side uh, on on to Adrian apart from what we just said? No, I don't think so. It's tricky. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm uh, one of the key decisions for me will be moving Son on for for KDB. Um, you know, that was kind of part of the original plan. Son, you know, he's kind of blanked again tonight, but he looked dangerous. Sheffield, Sheffield United seem to have turned a small corner um, uh, and they, they've certainly improved over the last few weeks. Spurs seem to win or kind of draw every game 1-0 or 1-all. So I think that's a tempting move. He, he's definitely the one um, that I would be I would be looking at if you owned Son and you don't own KDB. Um, or Sterling, who is now, of course, fully rested. Um, then, you know, if, and you want to punt on Man City for the double. I think I think that's the route. I think any other any other route is fraught with danger. I suppose if you're, you know, if if you want to gamble, Bruno would be would would be another option in the sense that Bruno is on four yellow cards, plays Liverpool, he gets booked in that game, which is very possible because I'm pretty sure that that diary uh, that uh, derby is going to be pretty lively, um, and he's quite a petulant player. So I could easily see Bruno Fernandez getting a yellow card in that game. We would then miss miss the second game, the Fulham game of the, of the double. So Bruno is a high risk, high reward um, kind of transfer out this game week for, for someone like a KDB. Yeah. Right. So Ken, uh, Kane, Bruno and Don, what do you think? 
Oh, it'll be the same. Bruno was the one that I was thinking about because it's not I have KDB, but Salah is the one I'd like to have in for this game week. Um, Bruno for watching because I've I've owned him now for a good number of game weeks. So I and I've been watching Man United, obviously hoping that they're going to drop some points. But the uh, yeah, with Pogba, Pogba seems to have stepped up a lot, and since he's become more involved, Bruno seems to have a little bit less involvement and um, doesn't look quite as dangerous. So it's um the, he's possibly the one that I might just um you know upgrade him a little bit to Salah for for a time being because I would like to have him for for this double. Fair. Lord, uh, just to follow up on this, Lonesome Pundit asks, what players in nineteen are you going to be most envious of not having? So I think everyone you said Salah, the others are KDB, and he he specifically asked, and if you don't have Kevin. For instance, how many hits are you prepared to take? So we talked about swapping. How many hits would you take to get Kevin in? Because for me, minus four, no more, because otherwise you, you, you need him to outperform whoever you're selling, which is likely another premium, by two goals and more just to, to break even. And again, he had the chances, but he's just not scoring. And it's really frustrating. The, would you take any more than minus four? Well, he, he scored. He scored one goal from open play, but he is, you know, he is an assist. You know, he's an assist magnet. You know, he just creates everything still for the city team. You know, but would you take a you know, minus eight? Would you take a minus eight to bring him in and take? Well, it depends. Out of, I would take a minus eight if you were also say bringing in the likes of Cancelo or Diaz. You know, I don't have a city defender. Um, I inexplicably have you know fifteen million invested in the Liverpool fullbacks. You know. <laughs> As they, uh, as we, you know, as 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 we come. Rocking Do you up, think you know? this is 2018 or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know, I, I can see very easily me downgrading, you know, kind of one of those to a, uh, you know, to a Cancelo or a Diaz, um, and and using that spare cash for for essentially a minor thought. I mean, the thought of the fact that I'm even saying, you know, taking Trent Alexander out. Alexander Arnold, I can't even say his name, out of my team for a minus four when he has a double game week, I think just sums up the insanity of this season. So, and I yeah. would echo just um, quickly there. I mean, there's there's sort of an obvious route, and yes, it is insane because last year you just never would have even considered that. Um, but I I do think that we'll use a minus eight as an example. I think that that could be an acceptable choice depending who else is coming in. So yeah. if you are now the risk here is we're talking about yes, we're talking about double game weeks, right? So there's always that perceived logic about, oh, you know, it's minus two because of appearance points. We've no guarantees on that this year. So it's really tricky. Um it's not the kind of normal situation or the normal playbook. But I do think if you were making decent changes in and around um the team with that that minus eight then it could be okay. But, I mean, if you're taking a minus eight and it's really just to fund De Bruyne and you're not making improvements elsewhere, uh, then I wouldn't. I yeah. think a minus four would be a max. Okay. Um, uh, Jonathan Strack at Strack, how do you think double game week 19 will compare to the later double game week further down the line, which we touched on? Is it worth saving the BB chip if you have nine double game week players or saving TC? I would say if you have nine double game week players, use it. We ju- we discussed a lot why, which I fully agree with, why TC is a dodgy. Now it was one of probably the, the uh, more slightly chips to use if you did not uh, wildcard to BB, but now with 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 
both BB and TC become a bit weak because earlier what we were saying is uh, with regards to TC, you know, you've got City, good fixtures. Uh, Bruno uh, is Bruno away from home. Um, Salah is Salah. And, that, and, and the fact that you have those three players plus a Kane and a Son where the casuals are captaining, you could increase your chance of a triple captain, uh, the variance, because it could be spread. However, Bruno could have only one game. KDB could only have one game. Uh, Liverpool's form is not the, the hottest. So why, why risk? You could risk it, you know, but why? Uh, and if, definitely if I had nine double game weekers, I will not hesitate from uh, uh, doing a bench boost if my other uh, six players um, are, are playing, or at least maybe, let's say, five of them are, are, are playing a single. I will definitely uh, think about it because they, get rid of it. Because then when you're do, using your next wild card, you're focusing on your 11 as much as possible with, with uh, playing bench because of the situation we're in. Anybody disagree? No, I, I, I fully agree because those of us who have planned have spread our money now um, acro- across the bench, therefore weakening our starting 11. Um, and now with those, those fixtures dropping away, um, it, it's made it difficult to optimize that starting eleven again. So we've kind of we've had this mess situation. And like, if you have good fixtures, that people have done well from a bench boost in a single game week. Absolutely, those that they have um, that one fixture is is still a very good fixture in most instances. And there is logic for just getting rid of it because it it does hamper some of your decision making. Um, and in a season like this where you may not get the benefit, you know, like there, there could be a case for it. I worry. Yeah. But I, I can understand the logic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Monkey, you asked me to keep this question for you, so I did. Um, FBL Tickle, uh, FBL Tickle. Which player at four million would you choose for BB if you had to? Thinking of a punt on one of Liverpool guys, Phillips, Ryan Williams, or Nico Williams. Four is the maximum budget. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I literally said you can answer that one. <laughs> Again. Give me the Rashford question. I don't want this nonsense. <laughs> Phillips, surely, isn't it? Is the answer the only one going to play? Uh, but uh, no idea. I've said that before. I could easily see. Uh, well, look, I, I think it's madness to drop Henderson into midfield, into centre back against United. I think Phillips will get the the call, but God, no, not not a clue, no idea. Whoever it is that needs to be protected by Windlem and, and Henderson in front of them as much as possible, because the movement With of Windlem, no, protected by Wind, so in front of them, so yeah. the midfield in front of them has to be Wijnaldum. <laughs> Why not? Genie. 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 Yes. Yeah. Genie. So yeah. Uh, uh, listen, mate. I mean, I'm so seriously for a four million. I mean, look, go for it. That, that, not Nico Williams, because Trent is back. Um, I would say you're more likely to get a game out of Phillips. Thinking about the games we're playing. But, yeah, but you've got, he, but, but also to... like he's if he's bringing in something like that, like realistically, he's not going to get a double. He's not going to get the no, two games out of him. So he may as well go for someone like Mitchell. Seems to be back playing again. Why not? I... Liverpool, Liverpool have got a double. Liverpool got a double. Yeah, but they, he's not. But that that player is not going to play both games in the double. Well, if, so so thinking about the opponents, Burnley. <laughs> but yeah. I'm saying is they don't score Nothing. points if they're on the bench, Mersey. So there's no point in <laughs> scheduling. There's no point in bringing in a Liverpool four mil defender who's at most going to play one of the games. But he's asking. He's asking if, if uh, I'm assuming he wants to bench boost and wants to bring uh, a, a potential player that could play. So Fabinho needs a centre back next to him. Now, F- Phillips, I reckon, 
is more likely to play one or both games than Reese Williams, only because the opposition will play him. You've got Burnley with 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 the long balls and the air, and he's good in the air. Literally, that's the only reason I'll choose Phillips. Mm. So put him in, put him on your bench. He might get a game. It's four million. You're taking a risk, which, whichever way it is. Um, if, or, you tra- yeah, if you have Trent, bring in Nico anyway. Like, if you want to have, that's the obvious advantage because if Trent does get a rest in one of them or comes off, then Nico will come on for the for the added minutes. But, yeah. Mm. Cool. Uh, right, last question, I believe. Uh, that is definitely for you, uh, Monkey. Um, Caden Casey at KC underscore 485. As much as I would like Hindu Monkey PJ to phrase today's Telegraph article on Rashford, I want to turn your attention to my news defense. It seems they have a setback for now. Out of them, who would you choose for the next set of fixtures? So you can, uh, you have 30 seconds to praise Marcus Rashford. I don't know if you saw my tweet. I said, I wish Anfield was full because he would get a hero's welcome. Then he'll get booed for 90 minutes. And then he will get a hero's uh, st- standing ovation when he leaves. Because that's how it should be. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. And I think just on, obviously, the Telegraph, that um, uh, famously left-wing paper, um, I think it's uh, it's article today, uh, basically telling Marcus Rashford to, uh, you know, you know, you're going to lose your football career if you keep going down this path, mate, was a, a kind of subtle, as gentle as they possibly could, given he's now a national hero. Um, way of, you know, kind of trying to tell him to concentrate on his day job, um, which he's obviously not going to do. Uh, in fact, he'll be helping me teach PE to my two children um, tomorrow um, uh, during my homeschool time. So looking forward to that, Marcus. Keep up the good work. As for the Manchester United defensive question, um, I, I think, you know, there's no doubt that Maguire, if you can afford to him, is the safest option. The guy just plays every single game. He is on four yellows, though, so that does come with a slight caveat. Um, I think, you know, Eric Bailly has, has just been... What's a player? You know, absolutely fantastic. The thing is, he showed this form when he first tipped up at Man United and we bought him and I was like, God, this is this guy's amazing. And then he got injured. And that. then he came back and he uh-huh. suffered an absolutely chronic, chronic run of form. And he's shown it in flashes, but he now looks fully fit. Um, he'll definitely play. Um, so I think I, I would... I would I think it's his place to lose. Um, so I would probably go for him because Shaw and Tellez will will share time. And Luke Shaw is just he's so frustrating to own. He just he's one of his players who will create ten chances and we won't take any of them and then I'll get booked. Um you know, he just doesn't he statistically he just doesn't assist no matter how many chances he creates. So I would avoid him and, and Wambasaka is probably quite safe now that we've moved for Dementia on, but um, you know he's woeful in the final third. Um, I think we might play uh, tons in in maybe the second game. So yeah, I would I would go for the centre backs, Maguire, uh, Maguire or, or, or Bailly. That's it. Cool. Anything more? That's all we have. That's all we have. We'll back over to you, Don. Nice one, Mersey. Um, oh, kind. Not said anything in about twenty minutes. She's she's just drinking um, a bottle of red at the moment, so um, she's a little bit busy. Are you still crying, Kylie? Are you? Are you? Are you still, I didn't. You, I feel bad actually. My my situation next week is actually, you know, well, but it's not good. But compared to yours, it is. I mean, to be to be fair, to be fair, monkey, you have not said anything about it the whole week. You haven't really no, made. True, you know, this, this has been your only platform. You have not complained yeah. once mm. or had a hissy fit. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
the... don't, don't moan, Miles. There's a common misconception. Folks, folks, <laughs> come on. We're, we're a professional podcast. Let's get back on track here, okay? So the game game week plans and captain pick is our next section. Now, I don't think there's any point whatsoever in us discussing our game week plans any more than we already did before, which was where we essentially have a lot of different options spinning around our head, but everything will pretty much come down to half 10 on uh, on Saturday morning to decide what we're going to be doing. But captain pick-wise, um, Kylie, come to you first. Like, your team... With what's in your head right now, who do you think will be your captain for the double game week? Uh, I'll I'll probably pop it on on Salah and hope just simply mm. because uh, I I definitely won't be shifting him to get um, KDB, and just because it feels the least risky in so far as actually having two fixtures. Just we've we've mentioned I don't know whether I'll have Bruno. Um, mm. But there's the Bruno situation, there's the KDB situation. You know, obviously Son has only got the one game week game um, against Sheffield United. So I think Salah and, and hope that form returns. He, I don't think he's ever had a, a Premier League run of three blanks or four blanks before in, mm. in his time at Liverpool. So I would hope that that would change. And you'll be sitting beside um, a Liverpool supporting fiancé watching Liverpool versus Man United. So it'd be nice if you didn't have to be the traitorous wench and not going for for his I team. I don't mind that selfishly, but particularly if I do sell Bruno and mm. I do Captain um, Salah. It'd be then... a nice loyalty move, Kylie. So do it, OK? Um, PJ, how about yourself? Um, who's looking most likely to be your captain for this game week? Yeah, I mean, probably Salah by default, which is which is really frustrating. Boring, boring, boring. You know, I wanted to captain Bruno, but the four yellows is is just it's just too big a risk. I wanted to captain Shea Adams, but obviously I can't. With and Anto- uh, bringing in Antonio, maybe PJ would be a good move and yeah. captain him for the double. Yeah. Um, I, I would be very tempted by a left field punt on someone like Cancelo, given City's propensity for keeping clean sheets at the moment. Um, he's he's got that place to lose. Um, Pepper spoken about how he can do a quick turnaround, um, or even or even if I'm feeling incredibly frisky on the day, um, I, I am considering bringing in bringing in Sterling and captaining him um, because Sterling has this has this great knack. Um, of delivering after he's been he's absolutely trashed people um you know he will you know pep pep loves sterling i don't think he's the sort of manager who is going to like stick him back on the bench for the absolute farce that was those last few minutes kind of penalty um did he not isn't that what he said did he what Pep's comments were um, basically that he thought that Kevin was tired and he loves the personality of Raheem for going and trying yeah, to exactly. take so I think I think Raheem starts the next game. I think he'll have a point to prove that they are the sort of flat track fixtures that I think Raheem thrives in. And yeah, you know, I, I think I think Sterling is, is a very good um, captain pump this week. For those who are brave, go on, Flapjack. Go on, Flapjack, go on, join go on, me, Flapjack poor Flapjack, yeah. He, um, the, the one one comment though, um, PJ. You know when you're saying there the quote from um, from Pep, um, that sounded a lot like the kind of thing I'd say say to one of my kids if they try to do some baking in the kitchen and they fucking end up with just an unimaginable flipping mess in the middle of the floor. That was a calamitous penalty. 
I I don't know. I don't know how would anyone have the bleeding balls to uh to to Captain Raheem after that. But uh, well, he's almost like penalty again, is he? So <laughs> well, apparently he said in the quote though he said next he'll score the next one, whatever oh, that means. Um, I I think he, but I don't think he meant that he's actually going to be. I mean, as soon as <laughs> yeah. Sterling stood up to take it, you were like, this is going to be a disaster because he's never has he ever actually made a keeper have to stretch. Because mm. you have to actually aim at the goal for the keeper to have to move. And as far as I've ever seen, he's never achieved that. So, <laughs> I mean, mind-boggling. But yeah. the, but then, I, I do like the pitch for Sterling. Personally, just because this season, I've not had a good run with Kevin. I, I've, you know, getting an assist, is this is the most I've had out of Kevin during the periods I've owned him. I had trauma with Sterling. But then, before I sold him... He actually went on a on a run of, of decent form, so I could be swayed into going for him mm. as well. Interesting. Can... Um, what do you think, Mersey? Captain for me will be uh, probably Salah. <clears throat> right now, uh, it's on Salah between Salah and KDB. If we get any hint that uh, City's game are going ahead with two two home games, I might just yeah switch it back, but. One of them. One of them will be captain, one of them will be vice. It's, it's that I'm not even going to overthink it. There's two brilliant players. Bruno is another one, but obviously with the yellow card. Yeah, that's Yeah, it. and no Liverpool actually this season same seem um, remarkably um, too much so at times, Mersey, for me and you when we're looking at the lineups coming in for FA Cup games and so on. But um, Klopp seems to not be rotating as much especially with Yata injury and um, with his with his injury I think without it he probably would have seen a little bit more rotation but he seems to be pretty much playing that front three in every single game so um yeah he should pretty much have yeah both, plenty of, both. plenty of rest two home games Salah loves playing at Anfield yeah it's a tough game against United absolutely Burnley will also be quite strong but I Salah Salah De Bruyne is De Bruyne I'm not even mm. going to overthink it one of them will get it yeah yeah and um, folks, that's all we got time for on tonight's show. Um, we have been Mars, you can find at Mars05. Kylie, you can find at KylieFBL. PJ, who you can find at Hindu Monkey, And myself, who you can find at The Marple Curse. Thanks a million for joining us tonight. We hope you enjoyed the show. And best of luck to you in the double game week 19. Adios, amigos. Brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.